Yes. Okay. You are. Today is Tuesday, September 27th in the year of our Lord, 2022. And this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbits. All right. Good morning. We are going to sing about how his love never fails us. <laughs> Take two. Nothing can separate, even if I ran away, sure love never fails. Though I still make mistakes, but you have new mercies for me.
been a while since we played that song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That changes the truth. <laughs> Glory to the Lord. Well, we had a great weekend. I hope you guys had a great weekend. We really had a great weekend. We got to visit with Olive Tree Messianic Fellowship in Madisonville, Tennessee. It's East Tennessee. And Brother Bob Simmons on here and uh, Sister Lisa came out to be with us. What a blessing it was to be together. And what a blessing it was to be there at Olive Tree Messianic Fellowship. Uh, we It was like a church without walls. Uh, what we do quite often, uh, we met together in this little park that's in the community there under a shelter. And they were blowing trumpets and we were singing and praising the Lord, and kids were dancing, and we just had a wonderful, wonderful time. We look forward to being with those guys again, I tell you that. All right, praise God. Well, we're, this is Daybreak Live. Daybreak is a ministry of Church Without Walls, and Church Without Walls is uh, our home church, and uh, we're a one-new-man congregation. We're a missional congregation. We're messianic. And, uh, but we just love the Lord. We love the scriptures and, uh, we meet a lot outside in parks and things like that. I think this Saturday we're going to be at the courthouse lawn. I've got to check that out for sure. But anyway, thank you for being here on daybreak. You guys that are signed in, we're in revelation. We are going through book of the Bible. Verse by verse, verse by verse, we are in the book of Revelation, and we are going to start chapter 9 today. We're going to be talking about some, the demonic locusts that are set loose from the bottomless pit. Let's quickly recap uh, the trumpets as they have been blown. Now, remember that as i've shared with you many times uh i now look at the book of revelation much more literal than i used to now why have i changed i've just been studying it for years and years and years and years and i've held several different views but what i've held for several years in a row from my own studies is what is called historic premillennialism now historic premillennialism was the majority view of the first 300 years of the church. Once the church gained favor with the Roman Empire and became the state religion, the most dominant view became amillennialism, and it continued that way for many, many years because it would be the church that would actually coronate kings and things like this or the Roman Catholic Church. And so people were like, well, the church is reigning and ruling now. As I look at history, I say, no, that's not what the millennial reign was. The millennial reign is still in the future. I still believe it's in the future. That is my view. I was called to preach under an all-millennial pastor. He, and so that was my first view was all-millennialism. And uh, he's a wonderful pastor. And he also was a partial preterist, which meant he believed that many of the things in Revelation had already taken place in the past. It's already happened. Through my own studies uh, over the years, I now hold what the early church held 
Uh, and I'm talking about the early guys like Tertullian, Arrhenius, and all those guys. Now, there's a lot of guys these days. You know, you you've got you've got people that maybe if if you look at commentaries, like D. A. Carson, John Gill, these kind of guys. I hold the same views that they do about the millennial reign now, and and more contemporary people be like John Piper, Charles Spurgeon, John Piper, uh, Mike Bickle, those kind of fellows. So anyway, I hold to historic premillennialism, and I see the scriptures now much more in a literal sense. And one of the reasons is because when you begin to spiritualize it, it's like, well, it can actually mean anything you want it to mean, you know. And and it takes a very, it seems to me, it takes a light view of the scripture. Now, that's, that's just my personal opinion. And remember, this is a discussion among family. Doesn't mean you're not saved, anything like that. People hold different views of how the end times are going to go down. So I now see these as consecutive. So there's seven seals. Okay, the seventh seal now begins the seven trumpets. Trumpet judgments, the first four we talked about last week, the first four come out against the Antichrist uh, system. And I see it as mercy, as God is pouring out trumpet judgments. And he's pouring out these judgments. My goodness, that was a big post. Who put that in there? He's poured out these trumpet judgments and giving people no. grace. Don't okay. Pay to that. <laughs> yeah, we won't. We won't. Giving people grace. So let me talk about just so the first trumpet, okay? The first trumpet, we saw a meteor storm, and this meteor storm struck. And uh this meteor storm was hail, it was mingled with fire and blood. And a third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. Now, I was asked a question, what is the significance of the third, of a third of? Well, other than, here's what, the only thing I know the significance would be, sis, is that God is not totally destroying. He is giving mercy. So, he is sending judgments but he's holding those judgments. In other words, those judgments are not as bad as they could be. And they're giving opportunities to repent. So the first trumpet is blown. Trees are burned up. A third of them, green grass is burned up. The second trumpet is blown. Trumpet is blown. And he sees something. He says it, it was like a mountain. So it was huge. I still see it as a meteor, just a huge meteor. And it fell into the sea. My opinion is it's the Mediterranean Sea, okay? That's my opinion because that's where the seat of the Antichrist is going to be over there. Now, it doesn't say the Mediterranean. That's my opinion. But it fell into the sea, and a third of the ships were destroyed, and a third of the sea became blood. The living creatures in the sea died. That is to say, the food supply, the food chain is greatly hindered it is it is uh, uh it's a judgment on the food supply then the third trumpet blew and we seen the water struck and it said a great star fell from heaven burning like a torch it fell on the third of the rivers and on the springs of the water 
And so the name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died from the waters because it was made bitter. So death is happening, but death is not happening because judgment is coming directly on people at this time. It is vegetation is struck. Fish, marine life is struck. Now fresh water is struck. And so literally people, like I live off a well, and like you turn on your well, and now the water's bitter, wormwood, and people are dying because of the bitter waters that's coming out, right? And then the fourth trumpet, he blew his trumpet, and the heavens are struck now. So we're talking about light. We're talking about heat. And when you diminish the light, what happens? Our gardens don't grow, do they? So we're talking about agriculture is going to be affected because the light system is affected. The sun, the moon, and the stars are not shining. A third of it is diminished. And here's that third again. It's diminished, right? Uh, a third of the day did not shine, and likewise a third of the night. Well, how good are crops going to grow? So there's a great hindrance. What is God doing with these trumpet black? He's crying out, repent. It's going to get worse. Repent. Turn to me. Another thing that's going to affect is navigation, right? They can't see the stars as well. And if you can't see the stars, you can't navigate. So a lot of things are happening with this fourth trumpet blast. And then we looked at verse 13. And we heard an angel fly through the midst of heaven. And he said this with a loud voice. So he's shouting this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. To the inhabitants of the earth. Because of the remaining blast of the trumpets. The three angels who are yet to sound. Or they're about to sound. That tells us it's consecutive, right? The angel is crying out, oh my goodness, whoa, 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 to the inhabitants. Why? Because 5, 6, and 7 now is going to come against people. 1 through 4 came against the heavens, the, the sea, the fresh water, the trees. All of this is affected. Third is diminished. But now we know it's consecutive also because the angel says, now the next ones are about to sound. And these final three are coming against the inhabitants of the earth. And now with that, we open up chapter 9 and we begin reading. We're going to read at least 12 verses. I'm going to try to read them quickly. Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven to earth. To him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. They were commanded, now pay attention to this, they were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth, or any green thing, or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. 
and they were not and they were not given authority to kill them but to torment them for five months their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when he strikes a man in those days men will seek death and will not find it they will desire to die and death will flee from them the shape of the locusts was like horses prepared for battle and on their heads were crowns of something like gold and their faces were like the faces of men and they had hair like women's hair their teeth were like lions teeth they had breastplates like breastplates of iron the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle they had tails like scorpions and there were stings in their tails their power was to hurt men five months and they had a and and they had as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit whose name in hebrew is abaddon but in greek he has his name apollyon when woe is past behold Still, two woes more are coming after these things. Whoa. Now, verse 12. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. Verse 12. One woe is past. Behold, two more woes are coming. Consecutive. Right? Now, we don't know how long one, two, three, and four are. It doesn't tell us. We have no hint. You know, the meteor shower... The big thing that fell, we have no idea how long each one of them go. Now, it doesn't mean that they can't overlap each other, because they could. Especially the first four could overlap somewhat. While while this is happening, you know, and then this happens in the sea, it, it could overlap. We don't know because it doesn't tell us. But when we get to the fifth angel sounding, we see, and let's begin our study now, a star fallen from heaven. Now, there is big debate among scholars what this fallen star means. Is this, because the word that's used that is translated fallen in your scripture, it can be translated descended, or it can be translated fallen as if he fell, you know, like a fallen angel. And so there's debate. Some people think one way, some people think another. It doesn't really matter. I mean, the it doesn't change what is happening. An angel comes from heaven. He falls down from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Now, this bottomless pit is the same pit that Peter, Simon Peter, talks about in Second Peter chapter 2. The bottomless pit is, is Tartarus, and it is a prison for demons. A prison for demons. Let, let me turn back there. In Second Peter chapter 2, In this text where the Apostle Peter is preaching against false teachers, he says in verse 4, For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, 
but cast them down to hell. Now that word in your English comes from the Greek word Tartarus, Tartaro, and it means bottomless pit. In English, you have a word that is just translated hell, but that is a translation of four different words. The Hebrew word Shio, the Greek word Gehenna, which refers to a trash dump where they would throw diseased bodies and burn them. Uh, think of when Jesus says, um, if your hand is causing you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter into life maimed than to have both your eyes or both your hands or both your feet and be cast into hell. That's Gehenna, the Valley of Hinnom. Okay, but then scriptures like where the rich man in Lazarus, where the rich man died, Lazarus died, the rich man died also, and in hell he lifted up his eyes. That is the translation of the Greek word Hades, and Hades refers also to a prison, a spirit prison. But there is another one, Tartarus or Tartaro. And it's not used a lot of times, but it refers to what we call the bottomless pit. And some people will say, well, how can it be a bottomless pit? How can there be no bottom to it? Well, I mean, you don't think of gravity being in there. I mean, demons don't have a body like we have, right? But we know that these angels that sinned in the days of Noah, they were so wicked that God locked them up in the bottomless pit. That's what he's saying. God didn't spare these angels that sinned. So there are angels, there are fallen angels that sinned that were so bad that God locked them up in hell, Tartarus, the bottomless pit. There's other angels that fell that walk on the earth. They're still on the earth. Jesus cast them out all the time, right? So it says that he cast them into hell, delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. And did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people. So this is when these fallen angels that left their first estate, they did terrible things. And anyway, that's a whole other study. I won't get into that. But here is the point. There are entities locked up in the bottomless pit. They're in chains. Now, it's not a chain like you think of. You know, you got a chain on the back of your truck and you're pulling another vehicle. But it is a chain that will hold these fallen angels. So now, going back to Revelation, the fifth angel sounded. He, he blows his trumpet. And here's what we see. This star descends from heaven. Okay. And, but it says, to him. So we know this star is an angel. Questionable, question mark, bad angel, good angel. Well, in Revelation chapter 20, we see a good angel that lays hold on Satan and puts him in the bottomless pit. See, at this point, Satan's not in the bottomless pit, brothers and sisters. So it can be a good angel. I kind of see it as an angel coming down to open up the pit. He was given the key to the bottomless pit, so he unlocks it, whatever this key looks like. But this is the vision. He unlocks this bottomless pit where all these demonic hellions have been imprisoned. 
And when he opens up this bottomless pit, he says, here's what he sees in the vision. Smoke just rises up out of the pit of a great furnace. So he sees furnace. He sees fire. You know, that's what he would relate to a furnace. The sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. So this smoke just rises up. Now he comes down to earth. And so in the vision, there's something on earth that's opened up. And from the depths of the earth in the vision comes out this smoke. And this smoke is so powerful and so much, it becomes like a cloud. And it darkens the sun. It's very interesting. Verse 3. Then out of the smoke, locusts came upon the earth. These are locusts. Now remember, back in uh, the plagues of Egypt, there were locusts. These are different locusts. These are demon locusts. <laughs> They're different. They're very different. And to them were given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. We will cut off right there, pick up right there tomorrow. Very interesting stuff. I hope it's interesting to you. It's very interesting to me. I love reading this stuff. What is the message? Repent. Be one of God's. Amen. That's the, that's the message that's coming upon the earth. Thank you for being here this morning. If you've got questions, type them in. I will look for questions later on today. I'll be going through the, all of, the, of your messages and looking for any questions. And I'll try to answer them tomorrow as we move on from there. That point tomorrow, that's a good place to stop. All right. Well, God bless you. Thank you for praying for my shoulder. It is getting a little better every day. And I really do believe it is the prayers of the saints that are helping. And so keep pray, praying for my shoulder. I'm going to keep praying for you. Keep praying for us. And we'll keep praying for the saints of God. Amen. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day and our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Thank you guys for being here. God bless you. See you tomorrow.